Welcome to the Connected Spirit Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Dawson. I'm a professional psychic medium and mentor. In this show, I'll be sharing my personal experiences as a psychic medium and discussing my journey of mediumship development. But that's not all. I'll also be bringing in amazing guests to talk about fascinating topics like near-death experiences, spiritual awakening, astro traveling, encounters with beings from different dimensions, energy healing, and more. Together through open and honest conversations, we'll change the way we think and support one another. My hope is that these discussions will help you connect with your own spirit and feel seen and validated in your own unique experiences. So join me as we dive into inspiring conversations that push boundaries and encourage personal growth. Get ready to explore new perspectives and embrace the power of connection. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Connected Spirit Podcast. Today is an episode I'm really excited about. It is where I have the opportunity to answer your questions and to be able to offer you another way of receiving support from me. So a few weeks ago in my social media platforms, I had, you know, sent out a post and said, hey, if you have any questions that are of a spiritual nature, drop below and I'll answer it in a podcast. So this is the podcast. But just to also let you know that I have a weekly newsletter, and in that newsletter, we have a new feature called Dear Spirit, and in that feature, I take your questions, and I go to the spirit world and ask them for the response. The spirit world, my spirit guides, channel that answer, and then that answer gets shared in the weekly newsletter. Now, just to note, these questions are not personal questions that are being answered. They are answers or questions regarding spiritual development, the spiritual path, spirit communication, things of a spiritual nature. It's not about getting like a private reading or specific personal questions answered. So just want to clarify that, but questions that can be answered that can not only support you, but the collective. So I've actually taken a couple of those questions and plug them into today's podcast. And we're going to get started. So first question that I received here is what's the difference between physical clairvoyance and mental clairvoyance? So if we look at clairvoyance, clairvoyance is meaning to see, to see clearly. The French word clair means clear in English and voyance is to see. So when we are seeing with our third eye, with our psychic senses, we're actually using the faculty of mental mediumship or our psychic senses. So let me share with you a little bit about clairvoyance. So clairvoyance is all about seeing clearly. Now there's two different types of clairvoyance and these two different types of clairvoyance can be used with your psychic work, your psychic senses, or with your mediumship. Okay, so the first clairvoyance is subjective clairvoyance. And so what that means is that you are seeing clear images, clear scenes, clear pictures within your mind. Now, people that are in the early stages of their development often think that what they're receiving or what they're seeing in their mind is their imagination. And this is where it's important to develop your your psychic awareness, your psychic abilities, your mediumship abilities, because it through those practices, everybody, you're going to begin to learn what is you, what is your mind, aka your imagination, and what are you actually perceiving through your psychic or mediumship faculties, okay? So that's the first thing. So subjective is when you were seeing those images in your mind's eye. Now, to know the difference between 
what is you, AKA your imagination, and what you're actually perceiving through your psychic senses, I got a tip. Clairvoyance comes in like a flash. And often you'll find that it comes in very spontaneously and then it leaves just as quick. But the cool thing about clairvoyance is that you can actually go back to that image, that scene, that picture. And when you move your awareness to that picture, you're going to realize how much information was actually contained in that spontaneous flash of information. Okay. And I have had, when I was sitting in a mediumship development circle, incredible clairvoyant images, and they went so fast. I wasn't really sure what was taking place. So here's another tip. What you can do is wherever you are, just take like a minute or so. It doesn't even take long, like maybe 60 seconds, and then just move your awareness to that image, that scene, that picture, recall it and allow yourself to be an observer. So don't go looking at the image from an inquisitive point of view. Be an observer because when you're an observer, it allows your awareness to be fully expanded. And then you can actually perceive a lot more information because anytime you're trying or looking or searching, what happens is, is it actually restricts your ability to perceive clearly. Okay. Now the second type of clairvoyance is objective. So that means that you're actually seeing things not with your mind, not within the mind's eye, but you're actually seeing it through what appears to be your physical eyes. So in other words, an example of objective clairvoyance, ever since I was a little girl, I used to see spirit and I would see them like 3D solid. They were not transparent. They didn't look like the type of ghosts or apparitions that you see on television, but they were just as real as you and I. And the only difference between the spirit person and can I say the living or the people that had physical bodies was this inner sense that I knew they were not of this physical world. And I can't describe it other than that. It was just this inner knowing. Plus, when I did have some experiences where I wasn't able to at a very young age, decipher between the living and the dead, I actually called my mom up and said, mom, who are these kids that are in my room? They've been playing with my toys. And when she came up, she couldn't see them, but they were just as real as you and I, at least to me, because I couldn't tell the difference. So objective is when you were seeing a person, a spirit person or a spirit pet, and you were seeing it with your eyes open and usually they're not transparent. Okay. So whether you were using your clairvoyance or working in the clairvoyance state, that is actually all through mental mediumship. There is no physical or mental, but I think what this question is referring to is subjective and objective. So subjective means you're seeing those images in your mind's eye. Objective means that you're seeing the person or animal that's in spirit but seeing them with your eyes open and it looks as if it is completely real. The difference is you're the only person that's able to perceive it, see it, feel it, and nobody else can. Okay. Great question. Really good question. This is something that I teach my students in the uh, mediumship foundational classes and my courses, because that is something that can come up and it's a really good uh, piece of information to really help you decipher what's you, what's spirit, and understanding how your natural psychic abilities or mediumship abilities are working. Now, I will say, just back up a bit, there are the clairs, which is the language of spirit. We have the 
clairvoyance, which is clear seeing. We have clear audience, which is clear hearing. We have clear cognizance, which is clear knowing. And we have the clear sentience, which is clear feeling. So all of those clairs can be used psychically and mediumistically. The only difference is, is where you're getting the information from. Are you getting the information from the physical world, from living people, places, and things? If so, that's psychic. Are you getting that information from the world of spirit? If so, that's mediumship. Our next question is, do people choose to return to the earth to learn more lessons? So we're talking about reincarnation and reincarnation can be a little bit of a controversial topic because it's something that in most cases can't be proved. I'm a firm believer in it. I've had incredible experiences that lead me to believe that I have had past lives and that certainly it definitely is possible. Now, to answer the question, does somebody return to the earth to learn more lessons? In my belief, my answer, based on this moment in time, based on my experiences and my understanding at this point, and just a side note, as you learn and grow, as I continue to learn and grow, my idea may change. For today, my answer is absolutely. When people choose to reincarnate to the earth, it's not just to have a vacation. Certainly not. The earth is, is the, the classroom. It is the schoolroom. It is where the soul comes to learn love, to learn patience, to learn understanding, to learn the art of surrender, to learn so many different experiences for the evolution and the growth of the soul. Why people choose to come back to the physical earth is because the lessons that can be achieved for the growth of the soul, they can't be gained in any other dimension, any other plane of existence. And the earth really is the toughest classroom, the toughest school. I kind of think of it as like the school of hard knocks because it ain't easy. It ain't for the faint of heart. And shit gets real when you come to the physical earth. You are constantly dealing with so many different variables in life, pain, trauma, loss, grief, um, anger, jealousy. But you also get the beautiful, beautiful opportunity to experience love, to find fulfillment, to experience peace, to share love, to share knowledge, to gain knowledge. And it's this, this beautiful process of giving and receiving, being the student and being the teacher. So absolutely, people do choose or souls choose to come back to the earth to learn more lessons. And when that person's physical journey has been completed when they have reached the end of their their time here in the physical existence that soul will then transition back to the world of spirit back home and with these new lessons with this new acquired knowledge will be able to impart that information to others on the other side it is this beautiful cycle of learning and growth and the next question if we do return does one have the same family in this new life. Okay. So again, based on my understanding is that when we choose to incarnate, there is a council of people and this council of people or souls include your soul group, which is your family and also your spirit guides. And I have had this vision of like being in a, in a board meeting room and there's a board meeting and there's a table, there's a bunch of chairs and there is your soul group, your soul family 
including your, your spirit guides. And there is a meeting, if you will, a big discussion about what each soul wants to learn and accomplish in this lifetime on the other side, as well as in the physical world. Again, coming back to the physical world is all about further growth and evolution of the soul. And these souls decide what role they are going to fulfill in other people's journeys and what they want to achieve coming back to the physical earth. So the discussion is about what is going to benefit my soul for the highest good and how can I help others in my soul family. So then within that soul planning session, there is a blueprint. And this blueprint has opportunities, has lessons for you and your soul group to experience when they come back to the physical plane. That blueprint gets amended every time the soul group is back together again in the world of spirit. And this soul group, this soul plan will have different roles. Some of those roles will be husband, wife, family member, like an aunt, uh, a nephew, a child, a parent, sibling. Okay. And then the next lifetime, you may choose to fulfill a different role. However, at a soul level, you will always remember the lived experiences that you've had across multiple lifetimes with your loved ones. So you will remember that your husband was your husband in a particular lifetime and that your child was your child in this particular lifetime. But looking at that particular lifetime as a facet of the whole soul experience. And if we look at the soul is like a diamond and there's different facets to it. Each facet will represent a lived experience, a reincarnation, okay? But when the soul comes back to the spirit, which is its true nature, which is its true home, that soul then begins to amalgamate and assimilate again back to that diamond, to that wholeness of the soul, if that makes sense. And so your mother, your father, your child may not be your mother and child in the next lifetime, but you will incarnate with them into the next lifetime, but the roles may be different. What a great question. A lot of complexity with that. And again, this information is based on my experiences as a medium and based on communication that I've received from the world of spirit. The next question, where are we here? Does spirit keep the last form that they had incarnated into? So in other words, when somebody passes to the world of spirit, are they going to present themselves as that same soul? So what I'm thinking this individual is meaning, like when they come back into a reading, are they going to present the same way that they look like when they pass to the spirit? Now, Another part to this question is, or do they take whatever form they like in spirit? So when we are here in the physical world, we assume a physical shell, a vessel, a body, if you will. Okay. When we cross back or cross over to the world of spirit, that physical aspect of ourselves is of the earth. It's our soul that transitions to the world of spirit. And that soul can decide how it wants to present itself in a reading 
And if it's an evidential reading, the medium would then communicate with that spirit person and would be able to tune into the aspect of themselves and be able to provide the recipient information about what the soul looked like when they were here in the physical world. Now, here's the thing. The medium is going to be tuning into the soul essence of the communicator. And the communicator being an intelligence is going to know if they present themselves a certain way, that will help their loved one know that is them communicating. In other words, help them recognize who it is that's actually talking to them from the world of spirit. However, I believe in their day-to-day life, the more that they spend time in the spirit world, the more that they grow and evolve on the other side, because eternal progress, eternal growth and evolution is open to every single soul. And that's also something that is part of the seven principles of spiritualism, which I am a minister and I am a spiritualist. And that's our philosophy, that the soul continues to learn and grow and have these continued opportunities for soul evolution, even on the other side. And my understanding is that the more time the soul spends on the other side, the less that they rely on the less desire they have to connect with the physical aspect of the lifetime that they had just lived, but they move more into their true nature. And the more that the soul moves into these higher states of consciousness, they become more light. And how I've seen souls in my readings and in meditation is they actually will present themselves as light. But when they do present themselves as a physical being, for example, if we're talking about a spirit guide, often they'll assimilate to or present themselves as an archetype. So that way our human mind can actually understand the role that they are um, playing in our life. Okay, so they can actually when they come back through a mediumship reading, they can take on any form that they want. For example, I did a private reading and there was an older gentleman that presented himself. Honestly, he looked like he was maybe in his mid to late eighties. And when he came through, that's how he looked. And when I gave the recipient all of the evidence, the recipient was like, I know exactly who that is, but they didn't pass when they were like in their late seventies, eighties. And I said, well, can you understand that if they were still here in this physical life, that's what they would look like, or that's the age they would be. And this, and the recipient said, absolutely. So I've had spirits come through where they have presented themselves older, just to show their loved one, hey, I'm still growing and learning. And, and I'm still with you, right? And then I've also had spirit people who have passed later in life, you know, in their senior years, and they've actually come back in like their twenties and thirties. And people go, well, why? Because they choose to come back when they were either most happiest or they were in their prime of life where they didn't have any physical issues. There was no health problems. Things were settled. Things were at peace. They were really in the state of flow. And that was you know, just a really important time that held so much joy and significance for them. So absolutely spirits can come back and take any form that they like. Great question. Next question. Do children who grow up in heaven appear to age? Now, this is an interesting question because I have actually had a baby who passed and I was six and a half months pregnant with her and she was born still. And how I have seen my daughter grow, I've actually seen her grow from 
not even a baby. She actually presented herself as like maybe 18 months. The first time I had a clairvoyant uh, image with her and then had telepathic communication with her. She looked like a toddler. And over the years, I've actually seen her grow. And what's so interesting is that she looks very similar to one of my cousins and my oldest daughter, who's still here in the physical. So that has been one of my experiences. When I have done private readings, a baby, whether that baby was, you know, miscarried, aborted, stillborn, passed shortly after birth or passed as a child, I have seen that child present themselves initially around an age that the parent can identify with. But then what happens is that the soul, as the communication goes on, is showing what age they would be if they were still here in the physical. And again, that's more evidence that, you know, okay, if your child was still here, this is the age that they would be. It also supports the uh, philosophy or the idea that the soul continues to progress on the other side. And it also brings great comfort to the parents knowing that their children do grow up. So it's very individualistic, meaning depending on the need of the recipient. So the person who's receiving the communication, the spirit will decide the best form to present themselves to bring the most amount of healing to the recipient. From my own experience, I've seen my daughter grow up and I've seen other children grow up as well where they look like adults in the spirit world, which I just, it completely warms my heart. And then there's some that have chosen to, in every communication, show the age that they were when they passed to the world of spirit. Next question, are our loved ones still here with us after they cross over? Absolutely. Your loved ones are always gonna be there with you, whether you have an awareness of their presence or energy they are always going to be there with you. And let me explain that. When you have a love bond with somebody, it's not just an emotional bond. There's actually an energetic connection that is created. And that energetic connection cannot be severed or broken. So when one of us in that connection passes to the world of spirit, that energy remains and I'm going to clarify that with another statement from Albert Einstein, because he said, matter cannot be destroyed, it only changes form, right? So that love bond, which has an energy, which is a frequency, it cannot be destroyed. And so when somebody that you love passes to the world of spirit, that bond, I like to think of it that it has like a tapestry, that there's different threads that connect to your heart to theirs. And nothing can ever separate that love or that that bond, that emotion, that feeling, that relationship that you have with them. So when they cross over, you're still going to be able to feel their presence from time to time. You're going to be able to pick up on their energy from time to time. But most importantly, they are going to know when you are desiring to feel their love, to feel their connection, to have communication with them. And that energy that tapestry, that connection that you have with your loved one is going to go with you wherever you are. So that means your loved ones are always going to be with you wherever you are. There is no separation. And we need to look at our connection with our loved ones as something that is continuing and that your loved ones are still part of your present. You know, modern times, 
tend to speak of our loved ones who have crossed over as part of our past. And that is just simply not the case. They are always with you even after they cross over. Next question. Can my loved one see me and do they know what I'm doing? Absolutely. Again, if we go back to that energetic connection and tapestry of love that has been formed between you and your departed loved one, that means that they're always going to be energetically connected to you. So they're always going to have an awareness of where you are, what is going on in your life, what you're needing, any kind of support or guidance that would best help you in that moment or at that particular phase in your life. And that they're always going to be there. They're always going to be there. So yes, they're always going to see and know what you're doing because that energy, that bond cannot be destroyed. Next question, a really good one from somebody from my social media feed. Can everyone learn to communicate with spirit? So I'm just going to go out on the limb here, folks. There are so many people that say, no, only spirits can uh, communicate with mediums, or you have to be a medium in order to connect with spirit. Oh, that is just nonsense. That's garbage. No, not everybody can learn to com uh, communicate with spirit. And I'm just going to say, call bullshit on that. That is so not true. From my experience teaching and sitting in a development circle, I have worked with countless people over the 10 plus years of being a developing and professional psychic medium that if there is the desire and there is the intention to be able to connect with the world of spirit, 100% you're going to be able to do that. Now, here's the caveat. We don't just summon the spirits. We don't just open up and voila, there we are. We're having these incredible downloads and channeled messages. And we're having these physical experiences, if you will, with our loved ones. But you will be able to connect with your loved one in the spirit world by learning some simple steps. And there really are steps to follow. And if they are practiced diligently and on a consistent basis without any tension on your part. In other words, if you go into spirit communication and follow some simple steps, you will be able to connect with your loved one. The challenge that a lot of people experience is that they want to control the experience. They want to limit how the spirit world will come and communicate with them. They expect their loved one to share certain pieces of information. And if they don't, then they completely disregard it. The best way for anybody to learn to connect with the spirit world is by learning some simple steps of being able to relax your mind, being open to whatever the spirit world wants to share with you, however they want to share it with you, and allow that process to unfold naturally without any interference on your part. And that is something that I'm going to be teaching in my upcoming course called Healing Hearts. And this is a six-week beautiful course where I'm going to be teaching ordinary people, everyday people, how to connect with their loved ones following a step-by-step -step process. And that will have more information being shared on my social media feed and in my newsletter. So if you're interested, you can send me a message, sign up for my newsletter. You'll be the first to know. But yes, I truly believe that every single person can learn to communicate with the spirit world. 
it really does take practice. It's like anything. Think about it. If you are going to go out and learn to play a musical instrument, let's say you're going to go start piano lessons. You are not going to be playing incredible music like the greats, okay? Like Beethoven or maybe Stevie Wonder or, you know, some other musicians that you really admire. It's going to take a lot of time and dedication and it's not always going to be easy, but there are definitely ways to simplify the process. And I, through my years, have been able to figure out what that step-by-step process is and to help people make these very strong, meaningful, beautiful connections with their loved ones in spirit. And also so they can connect with their spirit guides and, you know, even learn how to give messages to other people. There are steps to follow. And if you follow it, Definitely. I believe that we all have the ability to connect with spirit because first and foremost, we are spirit having a human experience. And really what's needed is your intention, your desire, and your willingness to be open to this experiential process. Spirit communication is so multifaceted. And honestly, I've done thousands of readings, you guys, and I've never had one reading where it's exactly the same. They're so different. They're so varied. The energy, the people on both sides of the veil, it's so different each and every time I work with spirit. And you just have to be open to that newness. And there's a lot of uncertainty with mediumship. You have no clue what is going to come through. So just be open and surrender to the experience and you're going to be completely blown away. So Yes, 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 yes. Every single person can learn to communicate with the world of spirit. So everybody, I just am so excited to be able to have this other way of being able to support you, answer your questions, help you feel seen and validated in your own experiences. If you have other questions that you would like to get answered in the newsletter or on the podcast, reach out to me, connect to me on social media. All my contact info is in the show notes. Subscribe subscribe to my newsletter. Going to love to answer your questions and had so much fun doing so. And just thank you again for being here and so excited to continue to grow the Connected Spirit community. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Connected Spirit Podcast. I hope you enjoyed diving into this beautiful conversation. And if you loved what you heard, be sure to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Your feedback means the world to me, and it helps me reach more people who can benefit from these conversations. Remember, you're not alone in your spiritual journey. So stay connected with me on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. My handle is at Medium Courtney Dawson. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter, The Connected Spirit, and the link is in the show notes. Keep exploring, keep growing, and always remember that there's a greater purpose guiding you on this incredible journey. Until next time, stay connected and embrace the power of your spirit.